What's up, everyone? Mark Lobliner, TigerFitness.com, Legacy at Carbon here today. What's up, Bryce? How are we doing, guys? Bryce, this is the Director of Sports Performance at Legacy at Carbon. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Last time he didn't say his name, so I actually said his name first. Video, so Bryce, Bryce coaches, man. Me, I've done 7,000 plus YouTube videos doing this. Like, oh, dude, so real quick story. So Cammie, she's coming out with a new supplement, right? Yep. So we're filming a commercial yesterday, and we tried to do it where she didn't read the script. She just talked about it from her heart because she formulated it, did everything for it, right? It looks beautiful. And she stood there for 30 seconds blank. Like, when the camera's on and you're on the spot, oh, my goodness. But we crushed it at Kabuki, though. Yes, we did. And that was awesome. We don't need a script. Because we speak from the heart and we speak from knowledge and intelligence and passion. And that's why we're here to talk about different training modalities to help you, you know, whatever it is, coach yourself, coach your kids. And I got to say, if you want to learn how to coach your kids, we do offer um, packages where you come to Nashville and you stay here. We're 20 minutes from downtown Nashville, 20 minutes from Titan Stadium, 20 minutes from Nashville SC. Schedule a trip. Bring your kid here. We'll do them right, okay? And we'll we- make sure that they are built, and you'll know how to train them afterwards. And we'll have a summer camp. We're going to have a summer camp. So we're just you can look for out. that. That'll be on LegacyAtCarbon.com. So let's talk about some contrast today. So big thing is, you know, you see training online a lot. You see people do Maybe if it's done correctly, we'll just go off the French contrast method because it's probably one of the most talked about. You're going to do a heavy load, right, into, you can do it a hundred different ways, but do a heavy movement. So we'll say squat. We'll say box squat just to stay on contrast with this. Oh, well, there you go. So you go into a box squat. After the box squat, after a heavy load, you know, it can be anywhere from, uh, I think the percentage is 85 to 95%, depending Mm -hmm. on what you're trying to fixate and going into a weighted jump. And then a resisted jump or another weighted jump. And then you go into body weight. Now, those last three accessories, you can move around however you want. Some people see that you can do a weighted jump after the squat. You can do an accelerated jump after that. So assisted jump with bands, essentially a band squat jump where the bands are making you a lot lighter. Hence, you're moving faster and higher. And then you go into a body weight jump. So there's... A little gray area that you can play with, but the reason that it's so crucial for athletes is essentially you're targeting not only the strength, but you're targeting the actual extra speed that people can go at, especially when it, if you think about overspeed training. And removing the load. Yep. And yeah. you can get them to move at faster rate. So now that's one example, and I think it's crucial. Like I'll do it with younger kids. Now, is it as dominant as it should be? No. And that's fine, but you're getting kids who understand how to express force into the ground. So, so what do you mean by, can you explain dominant? So for me, for the dominant aspect for the younger kids is, let's say we do a slant board goblet squat, like we've done 10,000 times. It's a great starting movement and, and ending movement. Yep. Everybody and should do them. For our younger kids, that's our dominant movement. That's our prime movement of the day. Yeah. Now, in order for us to get the, like, the trait that we want out of it, you know, hence vertical, we'll go vertical jump, right? Or we can do a broad jump where they have to learn how to express force into the ground and do it at a very rapidly rate. Yeah. That's what we're looking at when it comes to contrast, you know, being able to do a squat and do a jump or a hex bar deadlift as we always do and do a broad jump. Yeah. You're trying to elicit more fast switch fibers at that time because you're going from a heavy ass load, excuse my language, to a body weight jump or assisted jump. 
So for us, it's a great way to get athletes to understand not only how hard or how much intent they have to put behind the lift, especially at a maximal load, and then going to the jump. Theoretically, we should, as we go on, jump a little bit further or with more power, they say. Um, so that's all based on, you know, like you go into triphasic training, you go into Westside Principles, they've done it with athletes, you go into any book that you have behind you, any book yeah. I have, it's really common and it's really common in sprinting. It is. Um, another thing is you could have fun with it. We actually had the uh, 10-year-old football boys we trained. We had them hit a bag, yep. hit a pad. Yep. So we had the, the blocking pad. Yep. And they'd come in, oh, they'd I do a set of bench press. And, boo and Bryce, so we demonstrated, and, and Bryce got, like, it's not, it's, it's, it's a, it, we bought it at Academy, man. It's not a good one. And that, um, that red light just pops off. I want to hit someone. I want yeah, to hit someone. yeah, and, and he, he strikes, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, knocked the wind, wind out of me. Um, which is demonstrating. So the problem with kids and, and what I do is when I coach wrestlers, I'll be like, Hey, so when you're pushing this sled, think about it like a shot. You want to get down and yep. push into it. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're doing a squat, you're basically, you're in bottom position and you're exploding out of it. Yep. Right. If you're doing a hex bar deadlift, you're doing a mat return. Yep. So I like to always utilize what they know. Because a lot of kids come to us because what happens is in this society, we literally teach intricacies before we teach fundamentals. And let me explain. When you coach a soccer team as a movement specialist, which I did, I coached over 500 kids at Campton United. Yes. And I had girls who could do technical moves like Ronaldinho's and, you know, intricate like footwork. Yeah. And then one time... I had them um, first day. I'm like, okay, skip laterally. I demonstrated it. Okay. So one of the bigger girls, I'm not saying like a fat girl, just a bigger, more developed girl at 13. There's different levels yeah. of development, right? It, it was so bad. Everybody was so off. She ended up hitting one girl. One girl hit another girl. It was doo -doo 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 dominoes. And so what happens is we literally teach kids how to walk before we teach them how to crawl. Yep. And that, presents a ton of developmental issues so that's why when people ask how young can children train i usually tell them as young as they can like and i, I consider the first training experience to be tummy time yeah head, tummy uh, time is headless, so headless, much headless so much work so much work for these kids if you ever tummy timed it looks like they're trying to bench 400 pounds yeah i remember cammy said ah. well it's it's <laughs> Looking like an alien yeah well it's funny you bring that up like i, I just got a picture from my wife of our son, Cash, just holding on to pull-up bars. Yeah. Just statically holding there by himself. And he's turns two on Friday. He so started steroids at one. So he's uh, eight months. Yeah. Don't want to be in, irresponsible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so I think that when you when you look at real-life experience, like, you're not, you're not moving from a loaded position on the field. We're literally running. And a lot of people fail to recognize the role that strength plays. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Usain Bolt, you ever seen his weight training videos? Dude's a beast. Oh yeah, I mean you look at well, you look at any of them, and it's they have. We've talked about this a hundred times. You have everyone thinks we're basically ninety nine percent strength. When in reality, if you actually come watch a session, it's like thirty percent strength, forty percent strength, movement, speed, you know, skill acquisition, everything after that. And it depends on the season. Like yes. right now, you know, if and 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 what that kid has that day, like. To, you know, like yesterday, Preston had wrestling at night. 
So I didn't do any movement. I'm like, come in, lift, mm-hmm. get a little, and then go. Go and, eat and get ready for practice. Yeah. And a lot of, re- you don't, you, you want to avoid redundancies. And that's, a, you know, going back to the skill acquisition part with, and I'll bring it in, con- in context with what we're talking about is, if I need a kid to acquire a skill, especially running, like easiest way, march a sled, make it heavy as possible. Yeah. Get a lo- really low angle. And, you know, every set, I did it with the kid a couple days ago. Every set, we just, I put chalk on and said, hey, your hands are going to go here. Your hands are going to go this high. Your hands are going to go this high. And we just slowly increases essentially his angle. And the reason was because every start we did after that, so a body weight sprint, we got him from the, essentially a kneeling position and just slowly kind of raised him up. And it's just, it's a great way as a contrast to make the, a specific thing you want, since, hence speed, and put it into context with a real-life movement. And that's what I love about it, and that's why we do it a lot, but we do it with our older kids primarily, because it allows us to, literally, we can pick an angle we want, especially on the sled, yep. like when you have 700 pounds on a sled. Yeah. If you're pushing it high, it's not going anywhere, right? Hence heavy as hell um so we want that really low angle that way they understand how to project out of a start and that's the whole reason we did it the the one the, the number one rule for any lineman in any sport pretty much low man wins yeah wrestling not as much because you could sprawl blah 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 but as far as football goes the one thing that resonated when i played was low man wins and so you want to learn leverage yeah and, and it's i mean it's it's in it's in every sport though like you now it's it's different positions different aspects i understand that you can you can come at me with any explanation you want but at the end of the day if someone cuts they have to have three powerful steps and they might be slower on the ground with their foot but they're going to be the most powerful most explosive steps they have i i had um our one of our soccer girls do it Sid did it yeah we pushed a heavy sled and we went walked over did a 10 yard sprint did it five times with a monument amount of rest so we can express it the way we want. And that's where people mess up all this contrast up is they make it a circuit. Yeah. And they make it ever ending conditioning, which is completely wrong. Well, I mean, it's intent, right? Conditioning is conditioning. That's why we've gone off about this. We actually have a whole video on this is sports specific training. That's called practice. You dimwit. Like that is literally sports specific training is your sport. What we do is we enhance the movements within the sport. We're not going to teach you how to do a Ronaldinho. I'm not going to teach you how to do, um, a, a, you know, a, what, what is a spladel in wrestling. I'm not going to teach you any of that. What I'm going to teach you how to do is make your Ronaldinho more explosive. Yep. I'm going to teach you how to have more balance on it. And I'm going to teach you how to spladel the shit out of someone where they can't escape. That's what we're going to do. So it's just, it's, it's ad nauseum. But you see two things. You, you rarely ever see the middle ground you see overthinking or underthinking yep right you see the the guy with one foot on the bosu ball doing a curl with one arm catching a ball with the other arm and then you see stuff like you see at these cookie cutter you know letter and number peoples like he yep. won and and it's like just cookie cutter and it's not individualized and that's the thing we could have a group with a football player or soccer player and they're going to share a lot of commonalities in mm-hmm. their training but they're not going to have the same stuff like for example one kid might be in season. White kid might be out of season. Literally. I'm not going to load someone who has a game the next day with the heavy eccentric. Yeah, look at one of our baseball players. A primary sports football, plays baseball, comes in still three or four times a week, yeah. 
His program is drastically different. It might be the same movement pattern, but the actual philosophy, program, percentage, everything behind it is completely different. Yeah. So, and that's kind of the whole point, like, with all of this is everyone can have a variance in programming, right? You have to, because our kids, a lot of these kids play sports year-round. So, being able to understand as as a trainer, as a coach, both of us understand that, you know, I know if Preston and Thomas, when we have certain things, when they have a wrestling meet two days away, what I can get away with, what I can't get away with, I know them well enough where they're how they're going to recover. Like I know what's going to really make them sore where I'm going to eliminate yep. potential on the mat, which is what I don't want to do. Yep. So there's a lot of variances as a coach that majority of them don't want to understand. Yeah. I posted Preston's what was it two forty five pound deadlift. Someone's like, but I posted on Friday. We did it on Tuesday. Why would you do that day before? I'm like, dude, is this from Tuesday, man? Like we got, we got it. We got to load sometime. Yeah. And it's, you can, and that's, thanks for the new video guys. What? In season training. Ah, in season training. There you go. So a- anyway, I think we I think we covered it. So basically the goal is to be able to um, transfer the movement from weighted to in practice, yep. generating as much force, explosion, and power as possible. Yep. And you can, like I said, go look it up. You can do it in a speed a speed strength zone, strength speed zone. There's a lot of different ways you can manipulate it, but it's really easy to implement if you do it the right way and you read the research. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean for any parent out there you do want training, come down to Nashville, spend a week with us. Yeah. Like you said, we got group rates on hotels. We're yep. ready to rock. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Um, yeah. Be sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, click on notification bell. Remember that's not a game. used to have to go through dozens of bottles of vitamins, of supplements, just to get what I need. Look, I'm busy. I'm running multiple businesses. I'm coaching. I'm a professional bodybuilder getting ready for my first pro show. I don't have time to sit there and do all that. I got to go. I'm on the go all the time. That is why I created MTS Nutrition Immortal. Here's how they look. This All it takes, this replaces dozens of bottles of supplements. So let me tell you exactly what this has. It has probiotics, greens, liver detox, joint support, cardiovascular support, and the most complete multivitamin, multimineral supplement ever created. If you have a busy life or you simply want more time to do the things you love and be able to travel by just taking one simple little pack with you, Immortals for you.